hi all and welcome back to Damon All to Hell. I'm Kelly Gibson and um, it took a little longer to record this morning because I had to teach Tracy how to use Facebook, which was pretty fun. Shut so up, bitch. if those of you that are on Facebook and still know how to use Facebook, go check out um, our new social conversation page, Damon All to Hell Cocktail Party. You have to type the entirety, th- the whole thing into your search box, Damon All to Hell Cocktail Party. You send pictures to us of you drinking. Tell us what your, your favorite cocktails are. Maybe come up with a cocktail that is like... Like all about women and sort of fighting back against sexism. That'd be fun. We'll try to do that. But anyway, go check it out. And I'm Tracy Dietz, and I feel like all cocktails are about fighting sexism or something. And, and I do know how to use Facebook. I, I don't believe you. I don't believe And I just you. deleted the app off my phone. So I think shut you've up. been Trying taking to be a bad it. Person. Yeah. But congrats to you and the entire team at HG Creative for winning three We to Read awards. Yay! We had a good time in Austin. Yeah, we took home a couple of awards, which was fun. The women cleaned up at um, at the Reads. They sure um, did. We had an awesome time with a whole load of amazingly um, smart and successful and strategic. Uh, Republican and Democratic female political consultant. So it was a good time. It was awesome. And I love Kelly Gibson. And if you love us, please give us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify right away. Go do it right now. Right now. Tell us how much you love us. Um, not if it makes you stop listening to the episode. Do it afterwards because we're funny and fun and it's going to be a good one. Starting off on a good note, R. Kelly finally getting some of the justice he deserves. Um, he was arrested. Uh, Ten counts of sexual assault. Um, at first when he was arrested, his bail was set at a hundred thousand dollars and his lawyer put out a statement that said he could not post bail because he didn't even have that much money come, you know, a vast eight hours later and he had made bail and he is now out on bail, but about to, you know, be served up a fat slice of justice pie. So I'm confused as to how he couldn't, he didn't have the hundred thousand. Didn't he just do a big song with Lady Gaga? Like not that long ago. Yeah. So she pulled after. Sure. But. I think that he spends it as fast as he makes it. Well, so do I. But I mean, I... Well, not really. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you do like the Botox, but other than that... Oh, that's so mean. (laughs) I don't think that is... It shouldn't be mean. That's not... you like it. That is true. I do like it. That is not the kind of thing that's going to break you, though. That's a very small expense. Yeah, I don't know. I've never done it, but... Buying yachts will break you. (laughs) Buying yachts, for sure. I don't have one. Another sort of douche face who um, spent some time behind bars but is now out is the everybody's best friend, Anthony Weiner. Tell us a little bit about that, Tracy Dietz. Uh, so Anthony Weiner had been in prison for 15 months of his 21 month sentence and just got out on good behavior. Uh, as most of you know, Weiner was formerly popular New York congressman. And was he popular? Uh, yes. They loved him <laughs> in New York. Um, he was, uh, repeatedly caught sending sext to a variety of women. And he was caught sending illicit messages to a 15-year-old girl. So, uh, I mean, child pornography is just not... It's it was it's bad. really bad. Yeah. So it's bad. He was bad. You know, and, and as just a, a reminder to the listeners, he was married to I forget her name, but she was like a senior advisor to Hillary Clinton over her whole career. Huma, and yeah. He, who, who, what's her name again? Huma. Huma. Do you remember her last name? Was it Wiener? No. No. She didn't uh, take his name. Ab- Ab- Abba. Abaddon. Anyway, they so she was this like super powerhouse woman who, when it first came out that Anthony Wiener was having inappropriate sort of cellular relationships with women, he liked young women. She sort of like weathered the storm with him when he when he stepped down from the mayor's office. Wasn't he the mayor? Yeah. No, he, he, he never was he the never mayor. He never was the mayor. He was when he stepped down from, yeah, from, and so, and then finally when it came out that he had solicited a 15 year old for sex and that he had files of child 
pornography on his computer. I think right. she finally was like, all right, right. this is the straw that broke the camel's yeah. back. But he served, what, 15 months? 15 in, months of a 21-month yeah. sentence. And I'm surprised that he only got 21, 21 months. months. Yeah. I mean, I've, I know people that have... I mean, I know people that have served less for far worse than what he's done. Um, but it's pretty But that's bad. like, I then mean, you have just... to like judge, you have to like scale the significance or severity of, of, of that how... kind of crime. Right. Right. So there's like so many elements to that crime, right? There's some like playing out some sort of fantasy of old men, like his perspective, right? I playing just out think, some, you, I some think sort kids, of you just, there are. You just don't get to fuck kids. Right. Or try to fuck kids. Right. And then or have videos. Or, I mean, you shouldn't really be jerking off to kids either. Like, I, I, that is all horrific to me. There are just certain things in society that are unacceptable. Totally. And, and that is one of and them. And then, like, the perspective of these young women, these girls who are, you know, 15, 16, sort of on the verge of womanhood, but undoubtedly confused about like their own personal sexuality and how they should interact with men who pay them attention and boys that pay them attention. And then there's like a whole story about what is the, the consequence for like fucking with the minds and sort of right. psyches of this population of young people. And, and Tracy and I know every woman, every grown woman understands that there is this, this stage in our lives of like sexual growth, sexual exploration, whatever that is, that really does determine your relationship with sex for a very, very right. long time. And it can start early. Yeah. I mean, in, we Especially go back with to cultural. Right. Correct. Yeah. I mean, a hundred years ago, it was perfectly acceptable to marry a woman that was 13. Even when your grandmother was married, which was not a hundred years ago. Uh, your grandmother got married at 13. It was more than, I mean, at that point. Point, it would have been 19. She was born in 19, 1908. So she would have been married by 19. Oh, yeah. So it was 100 years, so ago. years yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah. She's 13. And my grandfather was 15. Yeah. And that was perfectly normal. Oh. It was not. All this time I thought your grandfather was like 30. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. I just didn't. You always hear about like ch- child lady brides, but you don't often hear about like super young boys getting married. Yeah. Like, I was I just, a, I think just it was the, accepted yeah. at the time. And that was, I mean, we can have kids from an evolutionary perspective. We talked about this before. I mean, some of us can start having babies at 12 and 13. Doesn't oh, no. mean we should, should. Yeah. But from a pure, like, animalistic, yeah. we, we can. And now there is, like, I think that there is this push and pull around. And you, I, you're the one with the girls, not me. So this is, like, totally uh, not something I will have to confront head on. But enc- Well, you're going to hear about it. Yeah. Encouraging... <laughs> A relationship with your body and your looks and your confidence and, you know, exploring relationships with other people, sexual or just sort of emotional, whatever. And and um, and also keeping that off because it's so heavy without fucking with the mind of the young, you know, by saying, like, never have sex, never have sex, never have sex. Like that fucks with them just as much as. Seriously, go out and try it whenever you're ready. You know, there is some weird middle ground. So and I'm, when Anthony Weiner asks 15-year-olds to have sex, it it's like a bomb inside of that whole right. formula in front of that whole thing. So we have a lot of uh, young girls that babysit for us that, that the dance studio that are 15, yeah. 16, 17, 18. And, and I can't, I, I can't imagine the situation with my kids because they're so little. Um, my, my oldest just learns, Addison just learned 11 how, or 10, 10, she just learned how a woman gets pregnant. 
Like for real, for real? She's fucking horrified. Yeah, well. It was, it was pretty funny to the point to where she's like, I don't think they told me right in school. <laughs> oh, it's nice that they told her at school. Oh, they taught, there's a whole class. There's Montgomery a whole County schools don't, they talk about everything around it, but they don't actually talk about the penis going into the vagina. So they don't either okay. unless there is a question and there's oh, always they can, a question. But they can answer a question. Yes. They can't, yeah. well. And they just I've say penis is it goes in the vagina and that's how the sperm gets out. I mean, that's yeah. and 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 because <laughs> it is an obvious question, like, all right, all right, the sperm goes in the egg, but how does, does it happen? happen? Right? <laughs> she was super funny though because uh, she's like, I don't, I don't know that this is right, and I was like, well, do you want me to tell you? And she's like, I don't know. And I'm like, well, what? I'll tell you. Yeah. And so I was like, so you know, there's the sperm in the egg, yeah, and penis goes in the vagina. And she's like, oh, that's, that's what, what they, they said. said. <laughs> she's like, how long did that take? I'm like, not very long. It doesn't take very long. Though. Anyway, she was just like, what? whatever. Changes with time. Right. So she's sort of still grossed yeah. out by it. And, yeah. But I'm glad that she and I are having those conversations. But and is she gr- has have either of your kids expressed an interest, not sexually, but just like, they found a person that they like to spend time with or who they think is cute or any of that stuff happening yet? Yeah, so uh, both of my kids prefer the company of girls, mm-hmm. which, quite frankly... Is okay. I'm okay because <laughs> then I don't have to worry about a lot of things. Um, but they also, I mean, Addison, I mean, there have been, in, like, there's there's clearly some boy yeah. things. It, around right. her, like right. in her and space. And so, like, she'll say, make comments about... A boy, like she had a super big crush. I feel like I shouldn't even, I feel like I'm betraying her by talking about this. Both of my girls had a massive crush on it's my It's like partner. when she's ready to listen to podcasts, there'll be some other technology God, and she won't so. even be able to get to this podcast. They so. they both had big crushes on Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, yeah, dude, he's like 40 something. <laughs> no, that is, that's not okay. Yeah. But they, yeah. But, but that's like Lyle Crocodile. He like loves older girls. Right. Like loves, so they, loves, right. Loves, so loves, loves it's, it's not yeah. uncommon that you have crushes on, yeah. you know. But I do think that there is this we as sort of the to to bring us back around to Anthony Weiner, sort of we, the grownups in the room, sort of the beacons of creating a space for kids to come up healthy and have like healthy relationships, both sexually and just with people need to be really thoughtful about what kind of consequence there is to a grown man having wanting to have sex with a 15 year old and a 21 month sentence. He's also like a wealthy, well networked, well attached white man. Right. So there is some benefits in our criminal justice system to those elements. Um, but and now he's out. And the question is like, well, I don't know. It's like once a dog, always a dog. You think he's going to like hop right back up on the child pornographer pornography wagon. But yeah, I, so I, I have no idea if that'll happen. I mean, I, I, I have known a number of people that have spent some time in jail and have gotten out and they they proceed with their lives as if nothing happens. Yeah. So this does say so, under the terms of his sentence, Wiener will have to register as a sex offender, spend three years on a supervised release. Um, so I don't know, like there is this, you know, you and I early He'll be on married. in the po- I guarantee early, you he will be married within you a and I years. early, early on in the podcast would talk about these examples of what's so bad and where is forgiveness either um expected, encouraged, or, you know, off the table and what kind of jobs can you have and all those sort of things. Like I certainly don't think that person should be elected for anything again. Yeah, I, I totally he, agree. I think he's on the he's on the re- he's on he's on the sex registry, the offender registry. So there is a whole bunch of jobs he won't be able to do right anything that comes in contact with children but it it, it'll be interesting to sort of follow the arc maybe he'll just you know go live on a horse farm or something but we shall see i mean i don't again i i I believe in guilt and forgiveness (laughs) i know you do i know know you do do. so 
I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily think you should be killed or no, no, like have to go. Of course you not. Know. Yeah, I know, but there are some people that I think deserve to die. I don't know if in my head, like he's shitty, but yeah. <laughs> there are worse. Yeah. All there right. Are, anyway, <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about the Oscars, but first, a quick break. And we're back. Um, so Sunday, we're recording this on a Tuesday. You guys will hear it on a Friday, but the Sunday before was the 2019 Oscars, which was an interesting show. Um, record number of women. Record number of women. Took home awards. I, Woo! like many people, only watched until Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper sang their <sighs> duet because I'm obsessed with them. Although there is a I lot of them. controversy about that movie. Tracy I hate and them. I sit on opposite sides of that movie. But um, the, the interesting thing was, and maybe you guys remember this. So Kevin Hart was tapped to be the host. Right. And he was blah, 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 again, and already doing promotions. And then it turned out that he had made an, sort of an unacceptable amount of um, of homophobic jokes in his past or something like that. And so, Like 12 years before. Who knows? But he that came out. People were like all over him, so he backed out. And then apparently the Oscars tried to get a whole bunch of other people to host it, and everyone's like, fuck no. This is the worst gig in showbiz. There's like, you can't do a good job. There's not enough time to do a good job. It's, it's And so they just didn't have a host, um, which made more time for the... For the for the awards as a like a viewing experience, it was kind of weird because there was no like constancy of narrative. You know what I mean? Nobody came back to give you like a break from the awards. It was just like so many awards. But it opened with Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, and Maya Rudolph. Yeah, um, and they were of course fucking hysterical and made me realize that those three women could do just about anything. They said women are good at supporting women. Like I support your your boobs when you jog. <laughs> and then one held the other one's boobs up. It's funny. They're funny. But yes, I would record you. number of women. My, I, w- I think it's opposite. I think I have to hold <laughs> yours up. Um, uh, so many women. Tell us about the women, Tracy Deeds. So 15 total from best original song to best production design, uh, best supporting actress winner. Best production design, if I may, first ever African-American woman to win that category. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, African-Americans killed it Crushed. for the first hour, Crushed. most certainly. Th- thanks to Black Panther and others, but Black Panther in particular. Uh, best supporting actress winner, Regina King of Bill Street Guitar. Yeah, which I really want to see that movie. Um, she's only one of three black actresses who've won. Best supporting. Right. Yeah. And her speech was amazing. Uh, I actually found all of the speeches to be awesome. Yeah, they were. They were all positive. They were not super political. Yeah, they weren't. I mean, it was. I was about to say they were not heavy-handed in their statementness, but they were not pithy. Right, like they all had something to say that was like touching and important, and remember you're loved, and remember you can accomplish anything, accomplish, and lean in in your family and all that kind of stuff. But not only like two people. It just feels different to me. You know, like in the past, it's been like women are (laughs) like we were just angry and yeah, and it just seems like. It seems like we're there. Yeah, right? that like stages of grief. It's like anger. Now we've come to a resolution and we're just we're just kicking ass. Right. Like I think yeah. we're getting where we need to be. I mean, yeah. I think things are happening for all of us. And so I don't know. It was just um, okay. So Spider Man into the Spider Verse is a crazy movie. We took the kids to see it this weekend. The animation is impeccable. Really? It's like the most insane animation I've <gasps> ever seen. And like it's colorful and beautiful and the story is that like there's all these multiple dimensions and there's like a spider-man in each of these dimensions and then the, like a thing happens and they all come together all the spider-men but they're not all men there's two spider girls there's spider a little spider japanese anime girl and our new lead spider-man for our dimension which my guess is planet is the this earth whatever is a young little boy of color mixed race black dad latina mom and like it is it is your typical punch them 
Spider-Man kill the bad guy thing, yeah. but it also like is infused with commentary about culture that without awesome. talking about it. That's it's awesome. so great. It's I will take great. my kids to see that this weekend. I was trying to think of a movie to take them to see last yeah, weekend and I didn't cool. want to go see a dog's voice. Yeah. <laughs> Kayla, I think Kayla saw that with Lyle. But so... So anyway, that one won for best animation, and it was all men except one woman on the stage. So that was cool. Oh, so it so it actually won. Yeah, it won. Okay. That's what made me say it. And then, of course, Olivia Coleman for best actress from the what's it called? Uh, what's that movie called? The Queen. Yeah, it's uh, like the Fountain. The f- oh, anyway, I look it up. It's on the tip of my tongue. Of course, I ruined it for you by saying that. But she gave this amazing speech, which was like, oh, my God, I did it. It's not going to happen again. Everybody listen. Kids, are you watching? You're probably not watching. Good for you. You're not watching. But look, I won. You know, it was just sort of this like amazing in the she moment beat Glenn Close. Yeah. And she was is... like, she said in her speech, she was like, Glenn Close, this is not how I wanted this to go. <laughs> I wanted you to be up there. Ah, the favorite. Thank you very much. I was what I call the fountain, which makes no sense at all. Um, also, the story of like lesbian love between the queen and her two aides is the is the favorite, which is interesting. Awesome. I don't know. We'll see. But Whatever. So the Oscars was. And did you see Emma cool. Stone's response into her Emma uh, to Olivia's speech? Like Emma Stone oh, was, she was more so excited happy. than yeah. when she won an Oscar. She was super happy. It was, it was cute. Yeah. There was some drama over Best Picture, and it's not really something we talk about much on this podcast. But Mostly because we're two white of, chicks. Yeah, we sort really of get um, race relations. But if for those of you that are interested, um, there's a podcast called The Daily, and today and Tuesday's Daily is all about the experience of the, of those movies having Spike Lee up against this new Driving Miss Daisy. It's super interesting. But I yes, I very much enjoyed the Oscars, and the clothes yeah. are always beautiful. So much pink. All the women were wearing pink this year. Yeah. Which is interesting. They're just sort of leaning into that. That's awesome. Yeah. So as you all know from listening, every week we have a segment called The Button. And it sort of was born out of this thing that when Tracy and I wanted to know exactly what was happening about sexism, we would Google sexism. It's actually Tracy's thing. And then hit the news button. And the first thing to pop up, we talked about. And so it's sort of become a nice way for us to check in in real time about what's happening around the world, she finds a lot of shit from the UK, around the world about sexism. So there is the button. And here we go. So this week is an article called The Myth of the of Bitchy Bosses. So I certainly... To be clear, there is no myth. I'm a fucking bitch. <laughs> I was going to say, in my time... <laughs> As a grown-up, I have certainly had female bosses who I have found difficult and undoubtedly use the word bitchy to describe them. Yes, but I you probably had male bosses that were difficult and I just bitchy. would never call them bitchy, I Ooh, think. I, see, I would, I I would, would call, call them bitchy. dicks. No, I'd call them bitchy. Yeah, well. sometimes there's, there's a difference between being a dick and being a bitch. Right, totally. It's a different, I think, right? Yeah, I do, but I don't actually, actually think that's I've a good had question. a bitch, bitchy Male boss. Is no, there a difference have. between being a dick and a bitch? Or is it literally just gender terms for the exact same behavior? Well, I think it's user experience. I think it's subjective. And if you ask me, like, just off the top of my head to describe those two things, bitchy is somebody who's never happy with the situation and in an unpleasant way makes everyone around that person uncomfortable, miserable, in complaining about their unhappiness. All right, so I know both men and women that do that. And then, uh, what's a dick? A dick is somebody that treats people around them unkindly, unfairly. I know men and women that <laughs> do that. Okay, so fair enough. So to terms me, I don't know gender. if you would think the no, same. No, I don't in those know what it, I actually just don't. I never really 
thought about the differences <laughs> between, between being, being a, bitch a dick and a bitch and a dick. until now. I know a lot of women that are dicks, for sure. And I know men that are bitchy. But I think you're yeah. right. right. I don't know yeah. that they're gender terms. I yeah. think they actually have different meanings. Oh, God. Anyway, My sorry. own personal intrinsic sexism is about to come out. But I was going to say, I find women to be more inclined to complain about shit than men in like a complainy way and not like a unhappy way. Like, so that's uh, not- I don't want like, this is the worst. I don't want this to happen. Why is this happening like this? This versus being like, this sucks and I'm out. You know what I mean? Like two different sort of approaches to a thing that they don't like. So I think, I don't think it's sexist. I think that it, it goes back to the fundamental thing that we are different and we approach situations different and we, I mean, it is okay for women to be uh, more emotional. It is okay for men to be more stoic. It, testosterone versus estrogen, there are different behaviors that those hormones cause. I don't think that means it's sexist, but I think we should be able to talk about it. Right. So the, so the crux of this this article, The Myth of Bitchy Bosses, is that because women, because of the difference that I can't that believe Tracy you just said you just, think that women complain. <sighs> fuck you. You just told me it was okay that I thought that. I think it's Literally. Fine. You just told me that. And but then you, you told think- me you can't believe I said it. <laughs> the hell it's tuesday Happy it's like tuesday. a double-edged sword what? with you no, but what listen i'm working through my feelings okay <laughs> i am working through my feelings so the crux today. of the story is exactly what tracy just described that because women are assumed to be more emotional because of our estrogen that when we get to leadership positions we should be more of a friend um, a receptacle for emotions um, a guider in exploration of achievement in wait what un- yeah, that's what the article said. On top of being an efficient doer, right? That like your boss, you got to get shit done. You got to like meet the bottom line. You got to get the product out. You got to whatever it is, land the client, whatever it is. But on top of that, if you're a female boss, there is an expectation that you do that with this empathetic, emotional, friend-based relationship structure. And that the conflict between women, between those things can make it so that a woman that doesn't abide by these preconceived notions of how they should be doing their job are then bitches. That makes sense? So if we're not emotional and friendly, we're a bitch. Correct. So if we just do it, yeah, that fuck off. Yeah. So, so in this article it says there's no evidence suggests that on balance women don't get along with each other. There is evidence that when you depict a conflict between two women set in the workplace and you depict the same conflict, the same dynamic, the same words being spoken between two men, it will be perceived by both men and women as much more negative when it's between two women versus two men. It's a classic gender bias story. So I don't, I don't know that I buy that 100%. I'm sure it happens. I'm, I'm shocked that you don't buy shocked. it. You just don't like. You just don't like follow the herd. You don't just. Like, Why would I follow the herd? No, you don't. With you don't you. fucking follow the herd. You like fucking crush the herd. Unless and you're like, my cow, and then I follow you. I would totally be your cow. <laughs> it's really weird. Um, <laughs> I'll just have to go eat a giant steak. It's getting a little fatter. Anyway, um, you know, cows are anyway. Okay, yeah, moving after the cow. Um, like I have most certainly been in offices where I got along fantastically with women. I had women's women that worked for me and there were no conflicts. It was amazing. We were all professionals. We were also friendly, but not because I had to be. We just, it was just natural, right? It was, there was no, 
Um, and but what if you take yourself certainly... out of the equation? Like you, you out, but like things that you've experienced or noticed or recognized of other people's workplace. So here's the problem. So for me, for me to work and thrive in an environment, I think we. Just, I thought I just asked you to take yourself out of this. No, conversation. I don't. I, I can't. I can't because this is important <laughs> because I think everybody's different. I have to be friendly. Not super friendly, but I have to be friendly with the people that I work with. Like I have to be able to like hang out socially with my boss or my partner or the people that work for me. That is important for me to thrive in an environment. For your right? own personal happiness own, and success. Well, for everybody's success, because if I'm happy, the company thrives and everybody's right. Like for all of it to work, I need that. Mm-hmm. Everybody doesn't need that. Some people don't want to be friends with the people they work with. They don't want to be friends with their boss. They don't want to be friends with their subordinates. Like They're there to get a job done. And that's just personalities. That's not necessarily gender-related. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure there are men that want to be friends with their colleagues and coworkers, and there are some that don't. So I don't know if that's necessarily gender. I think the difference between what you just said is, have you met men that, in, in a job where they had a position of leadership, seniority and made a bunch of money but were just sort of like unhappy because they didn't like the people around them that they felt they could not do a good job for that company that's how i just no, I interpreted think, what no you i said. think that was just their personality like but i'm asking you to to, to dissect it from a gender perspective not just their personality, right? Like I'm describing your experience of needing to be emotionally fulfilled by a job in order to stay there and be successful versus can you imagine that there are, it's less likely for that to be the dynamic of a man's I don't experience. know. I think that there are women that right, don't need that. But I'm just asking to you to just, you conjecture, just like guess I, I, from like interfacing with many, I mean, many I, men. I hate to go to, oh yeah, everybody's sexist and it's, oh, it's because I'm a man and I'm a woman. No, like I, I think we're just different people. I don't so you think have not you, so so when you say that I interpret that that you don't think it has anything to do with gender, and estrogen and testosterone the thing you've just described in fact makes us different in these kinds of setups. Okay, Tracy's going to think about that. No, We're coming back. We need no. to have a break real quick. Tracy's going to come back. Okay, bring it, rain it yeah, in. Yeah, so you were talking me. about complaining, like you were. I wasn't saying it was a the, either of those things are bad, right? Uh, and and what, either what things just, are bad. Let me just being clarify. a dick or a bitch. We're, why are you being an ass? I'm walking through this. <laughs> like I am fucking feeling it. Like I am. I like that you said I was an ass. Neither a dick nor a bitch. Just putting that out there. Ass. <laughs> fucking ass. Okay, okay. Keep walking through it. Walk through it. Donkey. Walk through it. I am a donkey. Yeah. <sighs> Walk I don't it. know. I don't want to make the assumption that that it's all sexism and it's within the, the world is out to kill to just destroy us because we're all bitches and that's just the way it is i don't i hate that rhetoric like literally nobody that. in the world thinks that about you. you literally nobody in the world thinks that you tracy deets would think that everything in the world is sexist and we're no, just out but to i don't want the world to think that every like i want women to kick ass and take over the world the difference is you love to describe what you want and what you hope and what you feel we can do. And if we just worked harder and wanted it more, we could be we could take over the world. The difference but I think is we are. Living, I think you fucking saw it at the Oscars right, this but weekend. But we're living in a world that has been created for us by people that came before us, whether you like it or not. Fair enough. We but all we're go over. into we're 50% every day and we're with obstacles. It. Look at Congress. Look at all the things that are happening every day. Yes, things are getting better. Yeah, <laughs> I I can feel in this room 
I feel I could hold on to your hatred of the idea of dissecting, of really digging into what we're in right now. Not what we hope it's going to be like in 10 years from now or even one year from now or even in 20, the 2020 campaign or even the next Oscars. But now my question is, do you think that there is a difference in how leadership, senior positions are judged by the people that work for them based on their gender? Sure. <laughs> you happy now? <laughs> I don't Fucking know. If, I don't actually know if I'm happy. Fuck that was you. really, really hard to get out of you. <laughs> totally, totally impossible. Uh, yes, sure. I think that there are instances where that absolutely happens. So, that, so this the exploration about bitchy bosses is, that was is fun. significant. Is everybody this, having fun right now? Significant in this article, and and we'll put it on um, the page for you guys to read. But at the end, it talks about how some of these things have changed. It's in a section called the marching orders, and. There are strategies that that female professionals need to employ. So one of the things that women bitch about all the time, I bitch about it. I've heard Tracy bitch about it, whether or not she'll admit to it right here, um, is that oftentimes in a group setting, a woman's idea is not acknowledged right away. 100%. Oftentimes, a male colleague can agree with that idea, but present it verbally as if it was his own, with intention or without intention, and then it is attributed to the man and not the woman. Jump in. I'm with you. Okay. 100%. So, in the open... Not every time. No, no, no. I'm saying it exists. It exists. Absolutely. So, there is... This the author points out the best example of women's workplace solidarity and amplification is the strategy employed by female staffers in Obama's White House. Quote, when one female staffer suggested an idea, another would repeat it. And the important part, give the first woman the credit. And then President Obama noticed and he began calling on the women present more frequently. So when when women amplify women, that's important. Now, lack of self-confidence of a female worker could be like the the one time I speak up in this group meeting is to tell everyone that her idea is good means that you somehow lose space to have your own idea. I have felt that deeply in my oh, soul before. There's more than felt one seat it. at the table. Right. We gotta just it was when I that. it was when I was younger for sure, you know? Um but I think that that is an interesting I think women do need to work a little harder and be a little better to start totally to stretch agree. this all out. Yeah. Totally agree. Oh look we came together at the end. We, we always were do far apart at the beginning of this one Tracy we were not that far apart you know i just have to fuck with you a little bit whatever um but i love that the end of this was like marching orders was like just just move forward and don't shy away from being decisive and straightforward like your your you know your colleagues will appreciate your clarity yeah it also says to bring humanity into your relationships whether there is just what tracy described finding friendship and joy and um shared concerns with people you work with will make you a happier person and also make your work product better which i Absolutely. I'm the same as you are. I do crap work when I'm surrounded by people that don't, that I don't. I can't, I can't breathe. It's It's really, really hard to do. So, yeah. But it'll be interesting. I think all of you listeners should grab your favorite glass of whatever it is and read this article and then give us some comments on the cocktail party with a picture, of course, of your cocktail. Maybe, maybe you could all name your cocktails over after your most favorite bitchy boss from your past. I know what mine would be. Although, of course, we'd have to. It's really? Tracy Dietz. You're the bitchiest boss I ever had. I'm I'm not your boss. <laughs> what are you talking Sometimes about? Sometimes in this room it feels like you're my boss. Shut up. <laughs> oh, that makes me feel good. Thanks for that. I never thought of that. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Keep up with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by following us at, at Dame It All. Thanks, friends. See you next week. 